everyone, and welcome to the Long Distance Podcast. I'm Carly. And I'm Josh, also known as the comedic relief of the podcast. I thought we literally just talked about how that's too cringy and you should probably stop saying that. But the people love it. You got to get the people what they want, I guess. It's my new catchphrase. It'll be on merch. <laughs> It'll be everywhere. Here before too long once our podcast reaches one million listeners which we are close to at the moment yeah once we break like our solid 100 listens maybe we'll make some merch for you uh give it a month before everybody at disney world or disneyland or disneyland tokyo disney world wherever in the world um will be wearing my shirt that says i'm the comedic relief hell yeah brother yes and i think that it's going to be so cool that i will be everyone's favorite They're going to be like, get Carly off the show. We're sick of her. I'm going solo. (laughs) All right, cool. To make more money and more fame. Hey, less work for me. I'm down for that. I'll have my own producer. I guess you are the producer of the show as well. I'm producer and co-host. Yeah, again, I just show up because I'm the star. All right. As long as we can still get married, I'm cool with it. Yeah, we can get married. (laughs) Was that you asking me again? I guess we can get married. (laughs) That's, That's actually exactly what our proposal went like. Yeah, I was like, hey. I guess we should get married. I got down on one knee and I was like, you're the best thing that's ever happened to me. And you go, I know. Are we talking about this right now? This wasn't even planned. We are talking about it. Yes. Uh, Okay. I mean, you think about that moment so much up until it happens. And then like my mind went into like adrenaline phase where I was like, oh my God, it's happening. Because like, for those of you who don't know, which I mean, for the three of you who aren't my mom listening to this, we got engaged in Disney World. I made it pretty clear to Josh that- We told that on the debut episode, I thought. Did we talk about that? I don't think we did. I'm pretty sure we talked about that on the debut episode. Well, if we didn't, we- we went to Magic Kingdom on like the last day of our trip. It was actually my birthday. Yes, Josh is making sure we're still recording since we lost 40 minutes of recording last episode. We, yep. are, we are still recording. Um, we went to Magic Kingdom on, was it the last day of our trip or the second to last? No, it was uh, halfway through. Oh, yeah. Anyways, my birthday, he took me to the wishing well. Um, I had a slight uh, understanding that it might happen that day since the morning before we went to the parks, you asked me to go to the barista at our hotel and break a dollar into quarters. Or it could have been that we were shopping for rings two months prior. I mean, yeah, that might have been a settlement. Yeah, and (laughs) and you were probably like, he's definitely going to do it on our Disney World trip. No, it was so, so sweet. But yeah, I don't know why I said I know. I had to put the ring in the safe, and then I had to tell you, hey, don't look here, I'm in the safe. And you were probably like, what is, does he have a gold watch that he's putting in there that he, like, carries with him. He just sprung for a Rolex like a, randomly. Does he just carry trip? his family heirlooms with him wherever he goes and puts them <laughs> in safes? But no, like, yeah, it was it was hard to... I mean, you knew what was happening. Yeah, I did. I know your friends were reaching out to you. Like, is he going to do it on the trip? I, plus, I'm very type A. Let's not pretend that I didn't almost have, like, a hand in planning it. But you very much took the reins from me after I, I picked had, up the ring. I had a vid- videographer. Yeah. I had the paparazzi Shout out to there. Brittany. Yeah, I had a paparazzi there hiding in the bushes, actually. My old sorority sister, who was actually a Disney cast member at the time, yeah, you reached out to her on Instagram and you were like, you have to hide and you have to get the bride many ears to hand her after, right after it happens. Yeah, and then she got the pins, the just engaged or happily yeah, like ever the after. Yeah, we're celebrating. Oh, yeah, it was happily ever after. And then I think she so. wrote at the bottom, like, just engaged. Yeah. So yeah. special. Which was crazy that we didn't get to see happily ever after that night because it didn't exist again. Yeah, no. Was, yeah, Enchanted was that trip, I guess. 
or Enchantment or whatever it's called. I don't know. I honestly black out that show. It's such poor quality. But what a well, beautiful time in our lives. Whoa. Way to uh, burn down the, the show of Enchantment. Or well, Enchanted, sorry. I think that's a pretty non-polarizing opinion. Probably just because everybody loved Happily Ever After so much. And Wishes, which Wishes you'll never get to experience unless we go on like a special cast member preview night of it or something like that. Did you throw a coin in the wishing well? We did. Did I do it? We did it. I think at that point we had Everything's both blacked out. We we literally had both blacked out at that point. But you were like, let's make a wish in the wishing well. It was so hot that And day I was like, too. should I put my backpack down? And you were like, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Put it down. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. You made it so <laughs> awkward. And I'm sitting there trying to be Prince Charming. And you're like, thank you. Like, I know. I know. Yeah. I was like, hey, you're the best thing that's ever happened. I'd like to spend the rest of my life with you. You're like, I know. Okay. But then afterwards, we went pen shopping. Like, at the very end of our trip, we went to Disney Springs while we were waiting on our Uber to the airport. And at the um, pen trading company, like, it's not a kiosk, but it's not really like a full on store either. Do you know what it's like what a I'm half talking about? in, half outdoor store? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we found a pen that was Luke and, or not no, Luke. No, it was Han Solo and Princess Leia. Yeah, Luke and Leia just kissed. It was Han Solo and Leia that were in love. Um, but it was Han Solo and Leia. And it was like, I love you. I know. It's two separate pens. So we yeah, got only that. Only I was Leia. You were Leia. And you were Han Solo, I'm which Han sucks Solo. because I always wanted to be Han Solo. Well, I mean, you have Leia hair. I can't even be Han Solo on the uh, Smuggler's Run ride half the time because everybody takes the pilot and I have to be an engineer or a gunner. It's You're third stupid. seat every time, let's be yeah, real. Yeah, it sucks. Anyways, what a, what a unexpected tangent we went on. It was a good story. Yeah, I love that story. But anyways... Uh, let's hop right into Disney news. I, I've decided we're going to start every episode with what's going on at Disney. Can it top last week's news? Of what? Sunny Eclipse passing out on his keyboard? Yes. Well, that's part of Disney news. It's my first bullet point is what's going on with Disney? Are you ready for this? So there's been power outages at Disneyland. The gates shut down. People couldn't come in the park. And then Murphy, which is the nickname for Maleficent, at Fantasmic, burst into flames. Oh, yeah. We talked about that last week. We though. did. Yeah, because I was like, remember you showed me the video? And I was like... Holy No, crap. I was like, I didn't know what Maleficent really was. And you were like, <laughs> from Snow White? And I was like, oh, I guess so. It's from Sleeping Beauty. See what I mean? I don't know anything. Out of the loop is what I'm I would I'm the comedic relief again. <laughs> Sunny Eclipse passes out on his keyboard. What is next? I'm going to say the next thing that happens is the stormtroopers in Rise of the Resistance fall over like dominoes. Oh, that's actually such a good one. Oh, my God. That tops anything I could have come up with. That would be terrible. I know. Or what happens if you just get like stuck in the room? <laughs> like, you remember when you're being interrogated <laughs> the on that interrogation ride? room? And the lightsaber just gets stuck in the wall and they can't open it. And they're like, oh, it was a failed mission. Hey, over here. And then you just hear. And then you're like, and it goes out and you're like, oh. And then you're just stuck up there with two animatronics of Kylo Ren. And uh, what was the other one? It was like a stormtrooper guy. Oh, it's like the leader of. Now I forget his name, but he's in that movie About Time with Rachel McAdams. I love him. Oh, yeah. Anyway, 
Wow, that would be crazy. I guess another thing that could be awkward is you get stuck on Dumbo at the top peak of it. <laughs> Remember, tight squeeze on Dumbo. I don't think Dumbo. that would be such a bad thing unless it starts like raining or something. Because like you, you get a nice breeze going. Or if you ride Everest while it's uh, pouring rain sideways and you get You're bombarded. stuck at that one part where everyone flings their ponytail. No, I'm just talking about when you made me ride Everest when it was pouring down rain and I got pelted in the eyeballs oh, with uh, rain. And then my clothes got soaked so I had to walk around in humidity with soaked clothes and you laughed at me. I've never seen a crankier man in a gift shop before. I wasn't cranky. (laughs) Disappointed. You were like, give me the fan. We were trying to like dry. (laughs) I tried drying myself with one of those (laughs) hand fans. That was like the lowest peak of my life, I think. (laughs) But your peak in your pit? Uh, Yeah. The lowest peak of my life was (laughs) being soaked on Everest and you laughing at me and then my shirt just sticking to my body. And then you being like, all right, time to go ride Flight of Passage. Flight of Passage? Yeah. What a trek. I made you do that trek from Everest to Flight of Passage? You make me do every trek because at Epcot, you remember we were eating pizza (laughs) in Italy, and I'm like, hey, Carly, let's just... It's about to tornado. It's about to... And there was a tornado that day, (laughs) which is the thing. There were like storm chasers taking photos. And if you couldn't see the writing on the walls at that point... I didn't know how else to convince you, but I was like, maybe we should take shelter in this gazebo. And you're like, no, we have to go ride Ratatouille. And then we get on Ratatouille and, and it, it shuts, shuts down. down. <laughs> and then I'm like, what are we going to do? So we start walking and it starts sprinkling. And I'm like, we have to get under this gazebo because it's getting ready to go. And you're like, no, we'll get there in time. I'm like, how long's the walk? You're like five minutes from this to living with the land. It wasn't five minutes at all. It was like 15 minute walk. Okay. If you are fresh on a Disney trip, it would be a five minute walk. But we were probably like four or five days into the Disney trip. So we were doing the Disney hobble. So yeah, it turned into a 15 minute trip. By the time we get there, we're just soaked again. And then we sit down and you're like, we got to do living with the land. I'm like, uh, okay. I mean, I if, you're like gonna, with the land. if you're going to be soaked, wouldn't you rather do it on living with the land than just sitting around? So I could roll in the soil and help the plants? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. But then we rode Soren twice, and that cheered me up. And what did we do after that? We rode Soren. <laughs> you made us leave. <laughs> it was the end of the night. I know. No, I rode Soren twice, which was cool, back to back, because nobody was there, because smart people left because it was storming and it was a tornado out okay but let's talk about the perfect seats for soren really quick we'll probably cover this again on the soren episode let's just save that for the soren episode don't give it away now you think yeah oh. keep people keep people wanting oh, more okay. but yeah i remember i remember like thinking to myself no wonder this is so empty right now because everybody was like this is dangerous tornado weather all the locals went home if you haven't followed the weather in the midwest over the last month you would know that where we live in the Midwest was just unfortunately and sadly like taken over by tornadoes. Like two miles down and the road. Let from me us. tell you how scared Carly was of these tornadoes. No, but I you, was petrified. But you get Carly at Disney World with tornadoes and she acts I'm like running weather, through the center yeah, of the storm. She acts, like, she acts like weather doesn't exist. Nothing bad is ever gonna happen at Disney World to me, okay? I hope not. Like, I mean, <laughs> you keep you keep it up with testing uh, Mother Nature. I and test my limits. You're testing Disney. the limits. 
Oh my. We get home or we get back to our hotel room rather and I'm scrolling through Twitter and they're like, check out this photo of the tornado over Epcot. Rare sighting of tornado footage at Disney. And I'm like, it was fine. And I'm like, we almost died, but whatever. Here's the thing, babe. You have a flair for the dramatics, okay? And usually when I shut down your drama, it's fine. But like one out of 10 times, you're correct. I'm just going to act like you didn't say I have dramatics. (laughs) Is there anybody like the fact that you aren't in Shakespeare plays and things of that nature, how you aren't in theater or weren't a theater major in school is beyond me. I'm not in Shakespeare plays. Shakespeare plays are written about me. Okay. That's how dramatic I can be. But I think being with me has made you a little dramatic, okay? Maybe we just bring it out in each other. I don't think I ever was dramatic before I met you. (laughs) And I think I've just had to grow to your dramatical level. Dramatical? Dramatical. I think we just need to invent that word for me. Is that a real word? Well, nickname for you, which we'll get into later. Monty? No, Monty is the angry dog from TikTok, if you don't know. But, um, That's what Josh calls me in the morning when I'm rolling over angry. Yeah, he's always growling at his uh, his uh, mama on TikTok. Oh, Monty. Yeah, and he snaps at her. <laughs> it's pretty funny. But uh, shout out to the owner of that TikTok. But um, yeah, you are a character from the Muppet Vision show, which I think I'm going to start calling you. So do you want to tell everybody what our topic is for the day? No you're jumping ahead okay sorry i'm so excited it's one of my favorite things at disney okay get get back to the news all right uh next piece of news Ooh, the wish trailer that debuted yes you showed me that yeah what did you think of the new like hybrid animation where it's like half 2d half 3d yeah the the background was 2d right and the everything that's kind of at eye level or is that the right terminology everything like the characters that are at the foreground where the forefront are 3D. I think it's sort of like a mix. Oh, there's a train going by. Sorry if everyone can hear the train. That really just adds to the atmosphere, I think. <laughs> Very Midwestern podcast going on it, here. I wish that would have happened when we were talking about the tornadoes earlier. A tornado. Because that's what, it, that's what it sounded like. It sounded like a freight train coming through. <laughs> but yes, I, I did see the Wish trailer and it looked really cool. So I'm seeing like lots of mixed reviews on the animation style um, on Twitter, which I know Twitter isn't the best place to like check. Everybody's right on Twitter. <laughs> Everyone's got an opinion. That's for sure. Yeah. But uh, some people say it looks sort of unfinished, which I think I can see that perspective. But I think it's just because they're reacting to a style of animation from Disney that we haven't seen before, right? We haven't? No, like that that mix of 2D, 3D. We haven't seen anything like that before. Hmm. I'm trying to think if there's anything that I could like relate that to well that maybe that i've seen i think maybe like spider-man into the spider-verse that, that that's kind of what like a that? lot of people are comparing it to and i can totally see that comparison like no hate to those people i think it looks really interesting i think it looks dynamic um people are always going to have an opinion or especially when something innovative or new comes out there's always going to be i don't want to say backlash but there's always going to be a negative perception with a certain um you know group of people just because it's new for sure and i think like when disney went from hand-drawn 2d to i think ooh, i think i keep thinking you're saying 2d 
2D? Yeah, that's what I keep thinking you're saying. You're, but you're, you're saying 2D. Because we're a house of toots. But Yes. <laughs> but I think when Disney made that jump from 2D animation to... I think the first one was Frozen. I, I want to look it up. Hang on. Play the Jeopardy theme right now. Oh, we have to pay for that now. Yes, now we don't. <laughs> because there was a different ending. Transition from traditional to 3D. All right, this this looks promising. So this uh, this article is from Red Summit Productions. So if I give wrong information, blame it on them. I guess I'm confused as to what you mean before in regards to it being the first 3D movie. Not 3D, but it's like a different style of animation. animation. Okay. Like, you know, the different proportions that they give Anna and Elsa compared to like the Renaissance princesses. Mm, Yeah, I guess I see what you're saying. And I think it's, I mean, it's definitely CGI, but it's like, I think the difference. You mean it's not real? (laughs) They weren't weren't filming it. But the difference, I think, is hand-drawn versus computer-generated. I thought people were just getting frozen out in Norway. I feel like I totally messed up in that it's not it's not frozen you just lost all credibility i know it looks like there was a jump between treasure planet and chicken little so there's that i don't know the first one i can remember is frozen like Like, the one that you could definitely see a difference in yeah as as far as like princesses go besides like when did when did uh brave come out but brave is pixar so Mm. yeah i don't know yeah it's crazy to think these movies are more than a decade old i know but uh, no, I'm super excited for Wish. Um, you let's be honest, you're excited for every Disney movie. Very true. But you know what's making a comeback? Um, hold on, let me think. You're gonna get it wrong. Baggy jeans. Well, I mean, technically yes, but talking animal sidekicks. You know how I feel about a good talking animal sidekick. Yeah. What what movie are you referring to? The new Will Ferrell movie where he talks like a dog or they're all talks like a dog he is, is a, a dog, dog. Good yeah sir i think that is that called good boy yeah yeah it looks it's a raunchy not great yeah it didn't look that good but i love will ferrell so uh we might give it a chance uh maybe <laughs> but no the the goat in this is gonna talk the goat and wish yeah yeah i'm always down for an animal that is comedic relief like myself i keep plugging my shirt my future shirt I'm the comedic relief. We're going to have to get you a mug, even though you don't drink coffee yet. I might I, I might end up being a coffee connoisseur here before too long, because I did try a vanilla latte for the first time, and I kind of dug it. You're either going to have to get into coffee or just get the Post Malone face tattoo where it's like always tired, because you are always tired. I am always, always tired. tired. <laughs> um, I work hard. You do work hard. A single mom who works two jobs. You can't sing that. Royalty checks. Who loves her? All right. Sorry, Reba. (laughs) Sorry, Reba. She hunts us down. Yeah. Well, Um, she is coming here for a concert, so. Oh, (laughs) Oh, snap. (laughs) Guess what the day after our episode is. You mean when this comes out? Yeah. The day after that is May 4th. Do you know the significance of that date? Do you are you really going to ask me that question? Yes, it's Star Wars Day. So we should go ahead and say, May the fourth be with you all. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. I can't I, believe you didn't think I would know that. I don't know if that's news, but I just felt like we should say it and bring it up. 
may the fourth be with you. I yeah. cannot. Yeah. I say it to you every year, I think. You do. Yeah. Which it's my favorite holiday of the year. It's the best day of the year. What about my birthday? Well, I mean, my, <laughs> my birthday's three days after, so. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess, but well, that hurts. That hurts. Yeah, that hurts. Why is the real world scrolling across our TV right now? What year is this? I was watching John Mulaney's new special. It's what, actually pretty good. What is good. this, 2001? I don't know. Netflix always plays these title screens. Oh, okay. Um, ooh. Ask me what I was doing yesterday, all day. Sleeping. You know I wasn't no, okay, sleeping. Yeah, uh, what were you doing all day yesterday? Uh, I know. We, we, we got our license renewed. We did go to the BMV, which in Indiana it's called BMV instead of DMV, which is very bizarre. As someone who is, is it not DMV a, in your home state of Kentucky, I think it's DMV everywhere except for Indiana. They just want to mm. do things a little different. They're a little quirky, you know. We we are we're the greatest state in the, <laughs> the nation, I guess. But uh, yeah, we went to the BMV early in the morning. But guess what else I did yesterday? research on our episode today well yeah duh but what I got, did you do yesterday i got back in to dreamlight valley yeah yeah that's gonna take up a lot of your life now yes like it I, did when it first came out i pumpkin farmed my pumpkin patch twice okay so i'm rolling in the dough i've got buzz and woody invited to my village guess what buzz's home looks like the white house it's a freaking rv okay now I've got... Wait, Woody lives in an RV? He lives in an RV. Guess what Woody... Van no, life? No, no, no. Buzz, Buzz lives in an Buzz RV. Buzz lives in an RV. Guess what Woody lives in? Treehouse. A broken down carousel. Why does he... <laughs> That's creepy. Yeah, and it like makes my village look disgusting. Well, why hasn't Buzz invited Woody to live with him in the RV? In the RV? Just yeah. two pals. Yeah, they're friends. <laughs> I would let my friends move in my RV with me if they were living in a carousel. I don't know. They are my two least favorite villagers at the moment. They need to fix up their shit. I will say, Woody does something very cute. Anytime you walk near him... Cartwheel. No, he falls on the ground as if Andy's coming. That's pretty cute. It's his only redeeming quality, okay? E I think you're being a little hard on him. Why? Don't know. He needs to get it together. Sounds like he's down on his luck. He's living in a carousel. <laughs> That's actually a good point. I think you need to be a little easier on him. <laughs> Maybe be a little bit more delicate with him and help him get back on his feet. I don't know where I'm going to no put them. No pun intended since he's fallen down. I, I'm going to put them like in the back of Sunlit Plateau. Like, I, I don't know what to do with them. It's gross. It's grossing me out. It's throwing off my aesthetic, okay? Yeah, you're really big on aesthetics and it's kind of annoying sometimes. How so? I don't know. You get on me a lot. <laughs> what if you leave like a t-shirt on the back of the kitchen chair? I'm like. No, I mean like when we're aesthetic. out shopping and I'm like, hey man, maybe that'd be a cool painting to put on our wall. And you're like, oh, yeah. When you pointed out like a Pac-Man arcade sign and you were like, we should get that for upstairs. Is that what you're talking about? A Pac-Man arcade for upstairs? That would be sick. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to get you a man cave. Yeah. Where you can put all your man stuff. Yeah, you should. Anyways, oh my God, we're we're getting so off topic. Okay, last last piece of news. This isn't really a piece of news. I learned a new term. Okay. So have you heard of the term dink? And it's double income, no kids, and it applies to couples. I've never heard that, but it sounds like a TikTok thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But like, 
you you could say we are dinks as of right now. Okay. But I learned dank, which is Disney adults, no kids. Yep. We're just a couple of danks. Well, I'm a dink. You're a dank. <laughs> oh my gosh. What? We're just a bunch of dink danks. True. All right. Right now. Well, we have a son. How dare you? Yeah, he's like He's up, right here, he's right by us. He's at my feet right now. <laughs> he's drooling all over the floor. Winston. Winston. Make your podcast debut, bub. Are you okay that we're a bunch of dink danks? And he's just looking at us now. Should we I woke put the mic up. down by his nose and no, see if he makes No, he noises? wants to go back to sleep. I know. I'm sorry, Bill. We'll go back to sleep. Winston is our almost three-year-old. No, he's not. He's two. He's not even two and a half. Okay. He's a two and a half-year-old St. Berdoodle, which means half St. Bernard, half Poodle, if you couldn't deduce that. I think that. they deciphered it. Okay. But uh, he's okay that we're, we're danks. I'm a dink. You're a dank. We're dink and dank. <laughs> I like that. That's our shirt now. Dink, dink and, and dank. dank. Oh my God. We're like, um, what's that radio show where it's like. Bob and Tom. Or Nick and Bubba, Nick and Bubba. It's not know. Nick. I don't know what you're talking about it's at in all. The, it's in the South. Every time we drove to Florida, I would hear something. That song. Bubba, no, something I don't know. Bubba. Dink, dink. I don't know. Dink and dank. That's us. Yep. Anyways. Because you told me I don't have the honorary title of a Disney adult yet until I become more knowledgeable. I think anyone can be a Disney adult. If you want to be one, you can. I'm not knowledgeable. I'm not cool enough yet. All right. Only you can decide. I'm like, I'm gesturing over our family room. We're in our kitchen right now. Open concept. Looking over our family room. I'm gesturing over it. Everything the light touches in here can be yours. Whenever you decide to do so, you can become a Disney This adult. is blowing my mind right now. <laughs> this is way too philosophical for me. You don't... Oh, you haven't seen Lion King. I have seen Lion King. But do you remember the part where Mufasa is like, everything the light touches will soon be yours? Yeah, it's been so long since I've seen Lion King, though. Oh. That was our freezer. That was cool. I should turn the ice maker off for this. No. It, it adds <laughs> to the aesthetic. <laughs> this, what? Like... A dink and a dank putting together a Just podcast. Just dink and dank sitting here letting the ice fall. <laughs> Two grown adults. So I, I've decided this next, this next, um, I've decided that this next portion is going to be a permanent segment. Okay. Okay. Can you guess what this next segment is? No, probably not. My mom had notes again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. So... In our last episode, we talked about Hercules. For the casting of Hercules, the muses, we said Demi Lovato should probably be in the lineup. She swiftly corrected that, um, pointed out that it needs to be Jennifer Hudson. And That's I, a good one. I totally agree. We we messed up there. Yeah, agreed. Um, and a friend, actually, on this topic said Aubrey Plaza as Meg. Yes, which was a good point out. Shout as well. out to Nicole. She'll love having a shout out. Yes. But yeah, she said Aubrey Plaza needs to be Meg. And I, I think I agree. Yeah, that's a good one. Um. Okay, next mom note. She said we'll only make the mic check mistake once. And we did three mic checks today. So I think that she's right. Yeah, I think she felt really bad for us. Yeah. 
let's just say if we ever set up a Patreon, she'll definitely be our first. Patreon. We mentioned the non-existing Patreon every week. Well, maybe I'll set it up this next week. No, and have zero <laughs> patrons. Oh, how embarrassing! Way to boost the, or way to turn down the morale of the uh, the talent of the episode. Hey, Me, Kelly would sign up. Okay. Yeah, I, I guess so, but like that just feels like a charity at that point. All right, next le- next mom note. She said we need a catchy sign off. I've actually been thinking about this a lot. I'm gonna try one today, and you got to tell me how you feel about it. <laughs> okay. What if I hate it? If you hate it, we can change it. We're still early on. This is a new show. You know, we we've got people love the show though. Maybe they love the outro, <laughs> where we just say n- nothing. We say love you. Well, we're going to keep that part. Okay, so wait, you mean you're going to have a catchphrase for the outro or you made a Bazinga! new outro? No. Well, okay, <laughs> yeah, now we have to pay royalties to um, the so Big Bang Theory. so many people. Oh, man, go ahead. Okay, well, I'm not doing the outro yet. I'm doing it at the end of the show. I know, I okay. know. Okay, that's the end of Mom Notes. That was it? Yeah, there weren't that many. We're doing really so. well, yeah, I we're think. Doing in so the eyes well. of your mom, we're just doing really well. Yeah. Thank you, Mom. Thanks, of Carly, Mom. <laughs> future mother-in-law. <laughs> All right. Do you want to dive into the topic? I cannot wait for this topic because it's one of my favorite things at Disney World. Uh, yeah. So I thought today's would be, you know, I'm calling it approachable, right? So my natural instinct with this show is to jump into like favorite lore-heavy rides, but I know myself better than that. I know I'm still learning how to research stuff. I'm still finding like the natural structure of this show. So I don't want to tackle anything that would like anger the Disney adults and like, trust me, we're an easy group to rile up, you know? I think this this topic is approachable in a sense that everybody loves it. And it's super nostalgic for sure, especially at the end, which we'll dive into, which is one of my favorite things. I've got to be honest. I think you're a little biased. I don't think everyone loves oh, this. I think on. this is something that a lot of people skip. No way. I think you're biased. I think that we, you know. I, I wouldn't know, I guess, but. Yeah, I think that not a lot of people go to this. I think that they run past this. Was it popular when you were going, when you were younger? I mean, I have no concept of that. You know, we just did what our like, family did. Like, was it packed in the, in the. No, Auditorium. this is it was essentially never always a walk-on, right? Really? Yeah. That's surprising. I love it. But maybe I just love the air conditioning. Yeah. So anyways, yeah, I, di- I didn't want to tackle anything too big today. Like, I don't want to anger the Disney adults, okay? We're all friends here. We just just picture a large group of people like rope drop pace speed walking at me to tell me everything I did wrong about like a lore heavy topic. No, this is going to be easy peasy today. The one of one of the only pieces of research I did was watching the show again on YouTube. Oh, I need to add that to my favorites on YouTube. <laughs> it's like I need to add uh, Mickey's filler magic. Yeah. Love so that. today's topic. Drum roll, please. Muppet Vision 3D. Love it. <laughs> I chose this because this is probably in your top 15 favorites we've got a funny story and there's lots of funny hidden secrets from disney imagineers at this attraction people are gonna give me so much uh grief for loving it i'm assuming i don't think so i think people like with this attraction you're just like yeah it's just something you sort of do to cool off it's like you know equivalent i actually of- enjoy it though 
I I know you do. Talk, let's let's tell our story. Let's start at the beginning. What is your love of Muppet Vision 3D? Other than the air conditioning and <laughs> the seats after walking 20,000 steps. I think I don't know. I grew up watching the Muppets. I do have a Muppet Babies tattoo on my stomach. Right over the belly button. Yeah. Just kidding. That's a joke from The Office uh, when they're pranking Dwight and they say, Dwight, do you have a a tattoo of a animal from the Muppet Babies on your stomach? I didn't know that. That's yeah, that's from that. Anyway. But yeah, I think uh, I did like the Muppets growing up. Um, and then I like how 90s it feels. Yeah. Because at the end when that whole thing, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Muppet Vision 3D, at the end it explodes and the wall shows everybody watching and everybody is dressed like peak 90s, mid 90s. And I'm just like, man, this takes me back to the days that when I was a kid and it just so fun. But um, yeah, I just like the show. I think it's funny. I think... I don't know, man. I just get a kick out of it. I have real no reason behind it other than I just love... It's easy peasy. Yeah, I I can just sit back, relax, and giggle at it every time. Yeah. And, you know, there's like... I feel like there's so many hidden jokes within it that like... The two old men in the suite... Uh, oh my gosh, yeah. That are always cracking jokes. My and, spirit animals. Yeah, they're always like hazing the Muppets and... <laughs> It's funny. Miss Piggy is so funny in that. And I don't know, man. It's just, it's it's a good time. People need to lighten up on it, I think. Well, to be clear, I'm not saying that people are like throwing tomatoes at the show. Don't skip the ride I, or the attraction. I'm so proud of you for knowing that like non-rides are called attractions. Yeah, well, when I get it wrong, you like throw tomatoes at me. Thirsty? Very. Do you want to tell our story surrounding Muppet Vision? Which one? The one that just happened? Yeah, on our last trip. Okay, so I went to take a restroom break, and I think <laughs> you told me that you were going to Baseline Tap to get a pretzel and... A cider. A cider. I was like, okay, I'll just meet you there. Oh, so, wait. No, this is wrong. Oh. I remember exactly what happened. Okay, then you tell the story. Okay. You were like, okay, I'm going to the bathroom, and then I'm going to go get in line for Muppets and I was like okay so I'm gonna go to this it's like there's like a little refreshment stand that's across from Baseline Tap House and it sells like little packs of wine like these little tiny glasses and then it also sells like frozen lemonades bottled lemonade and that's what I got you I got you a bottled lemonade and a frozen lemonade and I got myself one of those little sealed Moscatos and then maybe like a bag of chips or something like that. I don't know. So I'm in line at this place and you're like, oh gosh, they open the doors. You're texting me. And I'm like, oh no, like, I mean, go in and I should be done really fast. And because so, usually there's like a pre-show to Muppets. There's like, you know, filtering of people takes a while. But no, you text me, oh my God, they closed the doors. <laughs> so... I sort of took it as like, you know, I took it on the chin. I just went across the street to my all-time favorite place. I'm going to have a whole episode on this show devoted to Baseline Tap House because it is my oasis on earth for some reason. Um, I went over, just sat, got myself a charcuterie board, a tall 
Space Ace Blood Orange Cider and chillaxed, made a Snapchat about it. And you, I thought you were going to circle back to me. I thought you were just going to go out the other side of the theater, come no, over to me. Absolutely not. You watched The Muppet Show by yourself. Yes. And I loved every moment of it. It was really cool to see uh, Sweetums mm-hmm. walk out with just me staring at him. <laughs> you, did you sit in the front? No, I sat in the very back. Okay. Good. So I looked like just this weirdo in the very back row of the auditorium, just waiting for Sweetums to come out at the end. And he. he hey, Sweetums! Yeah. <laughs> uh, what a moment in Disney World history for me. It, you know. Your first solo attraction. My first solo attraction experience and a little eerie, I will say, being in there alone. You felt scaled without me? No. um, It was actually a lot more quiet. Really? Without you there. Oh. Just kidding. (laughs) But uh, yeah, it it was quite the experience. It was funny just looking back on that, but I enjoyed it just as much as I ever did. You better... I thought you were gonna say more than you ever have. It was cool to be... have my own personal show. Yeah, it was for sure. Oh my They're God. like, why is this guy in here alone? Sir. <laughs> Please get out. Like, we're not going to have our Sweetums cast member to come out just to entertain you. <laughs> and I was like, get him out here. <laughs> Bring him on out. Bring him out. I'm here. Sweetums, sweetie. Yeah. So uh, let's dive into the topic. I, d- I did my research for this one, okay? Okay. So directed by Jim Henson, obviously the creator of The Muppets. Uh, the attraction consists of pre-show, then leads into Kermit the Frog guiding guests on a tour through Muppets Studios while the Muppets prepare their sketch acts to demonstrate their new breakthrough in 3D film technology. So that's the Muppet Vision 3D Wikipedia description. Did it, what year did it come out? Yeah, let's, let's jump into the history. Um, just as a disclaimer... For the history, I watched the Expedition Theme Park YouTube on this. Check him out if you haven't yet. He's awesome. Um, But this was Jim Henson's, one of his last projects that he worked on before he passed away, sadly. Um, He passed away in 1990. The film was completed in 1991. The attraction opened in 1991. Yeah, so... The footage at the end that I mentioned earlier, I guess it is early 90s, perhaps maybe even late 80s. Yeah, probably. But yeah, it's it's cool looking at it from the lens of just how long it's stuck around. Yep. it's a, I think it is worth noting that in 2004, when Disney acquired uh, the Muppets, Jim Henson's name was removed from... The attraction it used to be called Jim Henson's Muppet Vision 3D. Really? Yeah. Wonder why they made that choice. Well, so I can go into this a little bit. The New York style area was once going to host several Muppets rides, uh, where there was like a, a backstage tour of all things Hollywood movies, like a lot like a backlot tour, um, but all of the information would be incorrect, which is sort of funny. Yeah. I think that would have been awesome. Um, and then also a great American movie ride, um, which it was another ride that you never got to experience, but all of the information was going to be spoofed and acted out by the Muppets. Like I remember, um, on the YouTube I watched, she said like there were going to be horses, like a Western scene, but where the horses are making horse hoof noises with coconuts. Oh, cool. Yeah. 
And then so goofy. Yeah. And then there was going to be another restaurant um, themed to who was it? Rizzo and Gonzo. And then it was going to be like animatronic rats delivering pizza. And you could see like the Swedish chef in the kitchen and like the kitchen doors would like blow open and explode and stuff. And like we didn't get that fully realized, but you do have Pizza Rizzo across the street, which is just like a quick service pizza restaurant. So that's where it was going to be at right across from Muppet Vision. Yeah, that whole area back there was was going to be like a Muppets area. But there was like disagreements between Michael Eisner, who was the CEO at the time, and uh, Jim Henson and just his whole company. So they never reached an agreement and the whole thing was axed except for much, except for Muppet Vision. Okay, here's a question that might be a little bit on a tangent. It has been around since you said 1991. Mhm. If like Which was s- 2 years after MGM Studios opened. If it's not quote unquote a popular attraction, why do you think it's stuck around so long? Well, I mean, Disney acquired Muppets. They're not going to just quote unquote like impair the asset of Muppets, right? They're going to try to capitalize. Well, why not revamp it then, I guess? I mean, it has been revamped in 2016-17. They redid that little area. So, like, um, it used to be that, you know, at the end of the show where there's, like, a fire truck? Yeah. Where... Kermit's on the ladder and he's like mm-hmm. extending out. So like at the back of the exit, there used to be a fire truck that was sitting there, um, which was the fire truck from the movie. Uh, but it got replaced by a gift shop, of course. And then th- I think they redid the fountain. They redid the signage, uh, taking Jim Henson's name off of it in 2004 uh, they also took down, there used to be a giant like Kermit balloon on top of the building, uh, but they took that down, I think because it like got in the eye lines for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. So there's been some uh, updates. I don't think there's been a lot because I obviously, yeah, especially the footage at the end, you'd think they would have updated that. Yeah. At the, at the end of this, like once we go through like the plot of the show and everything, I definitely want to talk about like what we think they could add and improve upon because i think there, there's a lot of potential in this right like there's a reason that this show is sort of always a walk-on <laughs> right so uh but yeah i think we should go ahead and move towards the queue go ahead of the attraction so let's you know the first step of entering the queue is starting at baseline tap house grabbing a cider and coming across the street entering the building so, and just to be clear, we're talking about the Walt Disney World version. There is a Disneyland version. We haven't been to Disneyland yet. That's obviously a goal. Maybe we'll do that next year. Disneyland, sponsor us. Send us out there. <laughs> Please pay for this. <laughs> Life is expensive. Yeah. So when you walk into the building on the right, there says like, um, back in five minutes, key is under the mat. If you lift up the mat, there's a key under it, actually. Hmm. And a lot of the times, this used to be the case when I went in 2018, this this hack or trick actually worked for me, but cast members would hide like stickers under there for people who looked for the trick. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Last time we went, I checked there were no stickers. They said it was because someone already got them, but yeah. I, don't, I don't think that well, was Well, everybody probably just knows about that now. I know, but still, 
so anyways you go down the queue there's like spoof movie posters and then you go into the pre-show room which is basically like the prop area um for muppet vision so do you remember the pre-show at all um there's three screens across right yeah the preparations for the show are being supervised by Scooter, who has to deal with a series of technical difficulties. As Scooter attempts to get the show in order, he is constantly interrupted by the cast. Fozzie Bear is the first to interrupt, as well, it initially appears that he is trying to get the penguins ready for, ready in the orchestra. It eventually becomes clear that he's also trying to present his new musical act, The 3Ds. Okay, yeah, this I remember this Where now. he's got those like yeah. guys on stick, and he's like, me, yeah. and you, and yep. you. Annie. Or no wait, by the light of the silvery moon. By the light, by the light of the silvery moon. Maybe maybe I haven't seen the pre-show. I know. Well, so usually since it's a walk-on, we sort of just like scoot through there pretty quick. Or I will say this. This is usually the time that you take to check your phone. Oh, uh, gotcha. <laughs> maybe that's it. Um, but I will say during the pre-show, there's lots of moments where like, Bean um, Bunny is preparing for Miss Piggy's musical number. Like, there's lots of hints towards the show. This all feels like a fever dream. It does feel like a fever. Because usually when we're going into Muppets, we're, like, so hot. Yeah. Ready for air conditioning. Um, yeah, but Bean is ignoring Scooter's warnings not to interrupt Miss Piggy. There's even more foreshadowing for the show. Uh, Gonzo takes center stage and send Scooter away to answer the telephone, despite the fact that the Muppets do not have one. Um, Gonzo then tries to tap dance with a vase of flowers on his head. Maybe that's the one where it's like, me, and you, and you, and you. Such a beautiful voice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All-State Choir, 2007. <laughs> um... Bean interrupts Miss Piggy again, which let's be real. At this point, he's just asking to um, get screamed at. Yes. <laughs> Sam, Evil, Sam Eagle gives guests a safety spiel. Gonzo then tells Sam that Mickey Mouse is in the building. An excited Sam introduces Mickey, only to see that it is just Rizzo the Rat wearing Mickey Mouse ears. Sam then tells guests to move all the way down the rows in the theater, which does anyone really do that ever? No. 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 Uh, finally, a stampede of Muppets runs over Sam and enter the theater and guests follow them in. Maybe this is ringing a bell now, but it still feels like a fever dream. Yes. So the, the red lights flash and the cast member gives their spiel and then we're into the theater. Finally. Air conditioning. Yeah. Um, so we walk into the theater and we're immediately greeted by the old men um on the what do you call that thing a balcony yeah they're in the balcony yeah so their names are waldorf and stutler great names i know so fun fact the settler oh this person says the statler is it settler or statler uh you would know more than i we're just gonna leave it as either or (laughs) i feel like looking it up so the the two old men animatronics are positioned in the balcony seating area to the right of the theater they make their hilarious commentary and sarcastic jokes throughout the show and at the end of the show when the cannon goes off and does damage to the theater 
They duck down and wave white flags as a sign of surrender. The arms with white flags aren't actually attached to the animatronic figures. They are attached to the inside of the symphony box, and the movement is entirely separate from the animatronic figures themselves. So they have three arms. That's interesting. See, because I don't even think I've noticed the white flags. Yeah. Well, I think I just turned around and looked where the cannon was shot. I know. They got you with a, what's it called? Like directional. I don't know. Anyways. Um, so, yeah, we're greeted by the old men. Then the animatronic penguins, your favorite, pop up as the yes. orchestra. And we're greeted by Kermit. He's going to take us on a tour of the facility. Constantly being er- interrupted by, quote unquote, chief 3D tricks. Even though Kermit promised that there would be none of that. And then we're taken to the laboratory where Dr. Bunsen and Beaker attempt to show us their new tech and create Waldo, who I nominate as the most annoying character within the parks. And Beaker is the coolest. (laughs) Beaker. (laughs) (laughs) I think you and I, the first time we saw this, had a conversation about naming Winston Beaker. I don't remember that. Where he's like, meep, meep. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Beaker rules. Waldo goes on to spoil the show um, in several ways. You see Miss... We finally get to see Miss Piggy's um, ballad, or at least some of it, before Bean and Waldo mess it up. And then our precious uh, bunny runs away. We... That reminds us of our house right now because we have so many bunnies that just run through our backyard and then you get bummed out when they run away. It is springtime and I do like to chase them down with lettuce. Yes. Yes. Um, so after that, we see your favorite part of the show. My favorite part of the show. Sweetums and everyone are looking for bunny. Sweetums is, that's such a cool part of the show especially the first time i saw it i just wasn't expecting it i know i i purposefully didn't tell you about it and i was like oh oh god (laughs) so fun fact when the show first came out the uh jim henson company actually had like very strict training for the cast member that was in that suit they had sweetums training so they had to like go through that very strenuous um a lot of work and care put into that very small portion of the show Hmm. I wonder how they ch- pick and choose who gets to be Sweetums. Definitely not based off of how they look, I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they're just uh, in an entire costume. Yes. So he runs out screaming, I've always wondered, is it Bunny or Buddy? Bunny, I think. Bunny? Yeah. B-U-N-N-Y? Yes. So he's screaming, Bunny. And then you hear like pre-recorded voices of children going, he's up there. <laughs> and the curtains open on the little other balcony on your left and you see his little animatronic pop up. Yep. And everyone has to convince him that he, you know, he's very important to the show. He needs to come back. He doesn't have to run away. That's what you're going to have to do to me if you keep saying I can't say my lines like at the beginning of this show right, when you said it was cringy. one more time while we're at it. I am the comedic relief. <laughs> Everyone's like, boo. <laughs> no, they're cheering right now everywhere <laughs> across the removed. world. So anyways, I feel like I always feel the urge to scream with it. Like he's up there. <laughs> you <laughs> should start doing that. 
Maybe it's just because I'm like one too many ciders deep from baseline. Yeah, you should start doing that, though. That'd be hilarious. Yes. Next in the show is Sam's big production number of A Salute to All... (laughs) I just read the title. Sam's big production number, A Salute to All Nations, in parentheses, but mostly America. That's a great fireworks show name. (laughs) Honestly, they should have... Oh, idea time. They should have that as the next Epcot show. What do you mean? Like the next Epcot fireworks show. And have the Muppet band play. Oh, wow. Just get the Muppets to play a live show. Disney hire us. For the concert series. Yeah. So the show features some Muppets patterned after the dolls featured in It's a Small World attraction. They play the Stars and Stripes in Forever. And then things start to go haywire when Waldo accidentally causes one of the musicians to get a tuba stuck on his head and starts running around for help, bumping into others and knocking them over. Bean shoots off the fireworks and breathtaking fireworks shoot off into the skies. Do you remember that? Like Mm -hmm. on the ceiling, there's like fiber optic fireworks. Waldo then appears as a rocket and flies around Miss Piggy, outfitted as the Statue of Liberty, causing her dress to fall down, which is, you know, very, very 90s Disney. Yes. Um, creepy Disney. Creepy Disney. Waldo then crashes into the orchestra of penguins exploding into flames. And once again, Sweetum runs out with a bucket labeled fire. I think it's their fire extinguisher um, and throws water onto the orchestra. And then after that, Sweetums yells for the chef who is running the projector to turn the projector off. Very chaotic part of the show. Yeah, is there a point where there's smoke too and that kind of fills the room? Yeah, I think isn't it when he oh, isn't it when he throws the bucket of water onto the orchestra? Maybe. The penguins think that Sweetums was the cause to their trouble. A red and white cannon arises out of the orchestra pit aimed at the monster. Sweetum tells the audience to duck while Waldo literally turns into a duck then quacks. The cannon fires, and instead of hitting Sweetums, misses and hits the chef's projection booth in the back. The projector breaks, causing the film strip to go off balance and rip apart, leaving the screen blank. The chef, however, is angry at the penguins and Waldo. Very angry. (laughs) The Swedish chef takes out a large blunderbuss and shoots at Waldo several times, hitting the screen instead. Waldo teases the chef, turns into a target, and there's several like holes blown into the screen. Yes, loving this show (laughs) at this point. The chef puts the gun away and takes out a huge cannon, which is sticking outside the hanging booth in the wall. The chef fires his large cannon and the shot is explosive. It literally destroys the inside of the theater. The greatest part of the show, other than Sweetums right now. (laughs) When the smoke from the cannon fire clears, Statler and Waldorf are crouching in their box, holding white flags. That's the part that we were talking about. I need to pay attention for that part. Well, they're going, we surrender, we surrender. The penguins are back under the floor. Sweetums is still standing and says, what an explosion, and runs backstage. The theater lies in ruins. Holes are blown in the walls, which are projection mapped, and the screen is now gone, just leaving a black wall. A large Muppet Labs fire truck then backs up through the wall of the screen. Perched on the back of the ladder sits Kermit the Frog. The hero of our story. Yes. Park guests... And a walk around Pluto is seen in the background from the 80s slash 90s. Yes. Uh, very 80s, 90s. <laughs> yes. Kermit to the Bins- point where it's very noticeable and you're like, people don't dress like that nowadays. <laughs> yes. 
Or have those haircuts. Correct. Kermit bids the audience farewell and ensures the audience that the theater suffered only minor damage. And then he hopes they enjoyed this presentation of Muppet Vision 3D, telling them to come again sometime. We go every time. So it worked. <laughs> Sometimes more than once. Yes. And by yourself. Yeah. Well, at least myself. And that's the end of Muppet Vision 3D. The greatest show... No, okay, I'm not, it's not the greatest show. It's not even the greatest attraction. The greatest attraction, in my opinion. Should I tell? No. Okay. Save that, okay. For, save that juicy okay. tidbit okay. for another okay. yes. episode. We'll keep them guessing. I love this show so much. What What is your favorite Muppet from the show? Beaker. Beep, beep. Is Beaker considered a Muppet? I think so. Oh, or Sweetums. He's funny. Yeah. Mine is Sam the Eagle. I also like Miss Piggy, too. Really? She's funny. Yeah. Wow. Really? You don't, I thought you liked Miss Piggy. No. I think she's annoying. Oh, come on. She's essential. Essential? Yes. How so? She's like very much a part of Kermit's character. His whole character arc is based on No, he's like Miss a Piggy? part of the character though. Like she helps build the Kermit character. Ah. And vice versa. See, I wasn't a big Muppets gal growing up. You can you can tell. <laughs> you can see it on me. Yeah. Oh, I love that you love Miss Piggy. Yeah, I I, I kind of love all the Muppets. They're all pretty funny. You're the guy? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think that they could do to improve the show? Like what are some necessary Obviously, upgrades? it starts with updating the the video at the end with the people. Yeah. What do you think should be in the in the background? Some iPad kid watching his iPad. No, obviously dinner. just an updated version that's been taken in the last five years, I guess, <laughs> instead of the last 35 years. It's just footage of me at Baseline Tap House. Yeah. They just see you in the background sipping on a cider and Taking eating a pretzel. Taking a full bright out of a pretzel. Yeah. Now I feel like we need to go get a Bavarian pretzel from somewhere. We should. Oh, man. Obviously, I, I think it starts with that. But then including more of the elements that you find in something like Mickey's Fill Our Magic, where the smells, the Ooh, yeah. the sensory things that they include in that would be, be nice. Because this was really one of the first attractions to incorporate like a 4D type of feel, like yeah. where Sweetums comes out. So like, I feel like they could easily incorporate yeah. some of that stuff. Obviously, I think those are the two things I would say. Honestly, I say write the show to exclude Waldo because he is the most annoying thing ever. I like it. I know you do. I like it all. So I, I think know. I think it just updating it would be key. All right. Refreshing it a little bit, maybe modernizing it a little bit. Give it a good haircut. The good haircuts. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. We're sort of nearing the end of this episode. I mean, we made What a great through. episode. I know, but I have a game before we end it. Let's play. Are you ready? I'm always ready. I was born ready. So I think in terms of like, you know, keeping Disney PG, I'm not going to call this game what it's normally called. I think I'm going to call it Mary Kiss Murder. Okay. And we're going to go Mary Kiss Murder with Disney World animatronics. But you don't get to hear the next animatronic until you assign the one before it, okay? Okay. And we, we have three rounds. Are you ready for round one? Yes. All right. Mary Kiss Murder, Mr. Potato Head at Toy Story Mania. Okay. 
You have to assign him Mary Kiss Murder. This is tough. I know. Remember, he's perpetually angry. All right, murder. Wow. You don't even know the other two. Okay. You just told me he was angry. The other two could be worse. Okay. There could be the, you know, the Yeti in here. Yeah. Go ahead. You're going to stick with murder? Yes. All right. I'm going to turn my laptop so you can't see the ones that are coming up. The next one is Jack Sparrow in the treasure room singing Yo-Ho at the end of Pirates of the Caribbean. Kiss. Wow. That's cute. Mm-hmm. Sven, the reindeer, with his tongue stuck to ice on Frozen Ever After in Epcot. Mary. Oh, that's probably what I would have gone with too, honestly. Yeah. All right, you ready for round two? Yes. Kylo Ren animatronic when he uses the force to yank your ride vehicle around in Rise of the Resistance. You got to murder him. I mean. (gasps) Really? Yeah, because he, I mean, he's a villain. Really? Except for, spoiler alert, at the end of the trilogy, but. But he's a hot villain. Yeah, but. Shirtless villain. Still a villain. All right. To each their own. The Pelicans screaming mine outside of the ride in Epcot. The Nemo ride. I don't, I'm not familiar with those. Yes, you are. I don't think so. They scream mine, mine, mine. Oh, (laughs) I guess, I guess Mary. Really? I don't know. (laughs) Or maybe just kiss them and get it over with. (laughs) So I don't have to hear the mine, mine. So yeah, I'll just kiss them and get it over with. All right. All right. Figment, but whichever one is closest to the skunk machine, so he always smells like roadkill. You got to marry him now. I got to, yeah. <laughs> Mine would go kiss Kylo Ren, murder the Pelicans, marry Figment. Okay. Marry Stinky Figment. All right, round three is pretty simple. DJ Rex in Ogus Cantina. Do you remember him? Yes, the one that just passed out on his keyboard. No! Oh, wait. The equivalent, but in Ogus Cantina. Uh, Remember the little robot guy who's bobbing his head all the time? Yeah, I guess I'd marry him just because he might be fun. Yeah, he's always got the party going. Yeah. Like me. The Shaman of Songs from Navi River Journey. Which one's that? <gasps> My Owen. Oh, yeah. Uh, Smooch. Wow. The dragon lady? Mm-hmm. That's what my mom got assigned someone who looks like her uh, on for a flight of passage, you know, when they assign you yeah. based on your DNA. She goes, I got the dragon lady. <laughs> what did you say for DJ Rex again? Mary. So you got Mary Kiss. You're not going to be happy with this next what? one. You have to kill liver lips from Country Bear Jamboree. Oh, no. Or people might stop listening to this podcast but based on that answer. I, don't, I would never murder... Any of these animatronics. Too late. You just no. murdered. You murdered Mr. Potato Head. You murdered Kylo Ren. And you murdered Liver Lips. <sighs> well. Your actions have consequences and they're here. Yeah. I've made my mistakes. <laughs> was that game okay? Yeah. It yeah. was a made up one. I could tell. I'm in my TikTok <laughs> meme era. Yeah. Yeah. You could tell because it was bad? No. I could tell that you were just kind of making it up because I'd never played the game before. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like a kid from the neighborhood it's like i came up with a game yeah <laughs> all right let's close this thing next out. next time just play we'll play duck duck goose how are we gonna record that uh when you run around you just say ah, ah yeah don't i'm not it no <laughs> if we just sit down we're like <gasps> yeah you just hear heavy breathing we just drink gatorade heavily into the microphone i'm like hold on wait before we restart this podcast i gotta 
I gotta rehydrate. <laughs> Gatorade. I need, not I need a liquid IV. Yes, not sponsored. Yet. All right, let's close this thing out. If you made it to the end of the episode, we made it. I knew we would. Yes. Which, Josh, if you don't recognize that, it's a reference to the end of the dinosaur ride in Animal Kingdom. I do recognize that, yes. Ah, I'm so proud of you. Everyone, be sure to give us a follow at Long Distance Diz Pod on Instagram and Long Distance Diz on Twitter and TikTok. If you feel like reaching out to us, we have an email, longdistancediz at gmail.com. Send us suggestions, questions, anything like that. Also, if you're feeling nice and like what you've heard, follow us and give us a five-star rating and write us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or really wherever you listen to podcasts. The ratings and reviews really help us. Anyways, we'll see you real soon next week on the Long Distance Podcast. See you later. Love you. Love you, dude.